You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you, raising an autistic child. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now, instead of staying stuck in wishing, hoping, and dreaming it was different? That is the question, and this podcast, along with our Let's Talk Autism newsletter and our private sisterhood, will give you the answers. My name is Shannon Urquiola, and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. All right, stay with me, and let's get on to this week's episode. Episode 85, Understanding Pragmatic Language. Well, hello there, my friends. How are you today? I hope that all is well in your world. And as always, I am super happy that you decided to join me for today's episode of our podcast. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you never miss another episode of our podcast. So today I'm going to be I'm going to begin to dive into some of the various language challenges that our children with autism often face. Language difficulties are one of the indicative characteristics of children with autism. So it's definitely something that we need to be aware of when we're raising an autistic child. And if you are a concerned parent or guardian, you want to know how to tell that there may be a problem. So today's episode is definitely for you as well. On today's episode, I am going to talk specifically about pragmatic language because through the years, I have talked to many parents and professionals alike who confirm that there is definitely some confusion around this specific topic and pragmatic speech is almost always a deficit and is a defining feature for our individuals with autism. So does your child have a difficult time interacting with others, with their family, with their friends, with the kids in their class? Do they have a hard time starting a conversation or engaging in back and forth conversation? Do they make off topic remarks, right? Out of context or struggle with reading body language or understanding people's personal space? If so, I am hopefully, um, I am hopeful that this episode will be helpful for you. So pragmatic language by definition are, is basically the social skills that we use in our daily interactions with others. And this includes conversational skills, the use of nonverbal communication skills, understanding non-literal language, and interpreting and expressing emotions. Basically, knowing what to say along with how and when to say it is what it comes down to at the most basic level. That being said, I just want you to see that it isn't only for spoken language. It also involves being able to read someone else's body language, understand gestures like waving hello, goodbye, or um, think about when, you know, your little ones uh, hold their hands in the air, right? Because they want to be held or they want to be picked up. It's reading eye contact and using appropriate 
volume, and speed of speech. So whether your child is verbal or not, while the difficulties they face are different, there are still some communication challenges that our nonverbal kiddos have when it comes to pragmatic language. So this is for you too. Here is what we know. We know that just because a child is what is considered nonverbal, it absolutely does not mean that they don't learn to communicate. They develop their own way of communicating their wants and needs. And although they may not be using spoken words and they will still learn, they'll still learn how to understand someone's body language, voice inflection, facial expressions as a way of interacting. Unfortunately, children with communication difficulties often resort to escalated behaviors like vocally squealing or making other loud noises. Maybe it's throwing objects, pulling hair or jewelry, and even tantrum-like behavior to communicate their emotions because it's the only way they know how. Helping them improve their communication skills will greatly decrease those behaviors. Now, I decided to focus on pragmatic language skills today because these skills begin very early on after birth. Some things that you want to be looking for from the time they're babies would be things like, um, are they following you back and forth with their eyes? Are they crying when they're hungry or hurt? Are they beginning to respond to their name? Are they recognizing familiar people? Then as they become a toddler, are they pointing to items that they want? Are they waving hello? Are they beginning to express emotions and say single words like hi, bye, plain? When they approach kindergarten, are they responding to those WH questions, right? Like who, what, when, where? You know, a lot of our kids, like Jordan did, can read by the time they're five years old, but it's the understanding piece where they fall short. When these initial communication milestones are delayed or they're not happening, you should absolutely seek an evaluation from a professional. A speech and language pathologist is a qualified professional who has been trained to handle complications related to voice, speech, communication, and they have the knowledge and experience to determine an individual's skill level when it comes to communication. So they can establish the level of deficit. They can be very helpful for both an evaluation and developing a therapy plan to work on bridging the gap in those skills that are delayed. Think about, just think, I love this because just think about how many unwritten rules our society has that governs our behavior. The things that most of us intuitively understand, right? These are the exact things that make our children's world so confusing because they just don't get it. They have to be taught. And the problem comes in when they're taught in one situation, but it doesn't apply to another situation. So we have to take that into account too. 
You know, they often have a difficult time recognizing sarcasm. Jordan will often say to me, were you being sarcastic? Because even with my body language or my voice inflection, he doesn't always get it. Your kids likely don't either. Or what about idioms or figurative speech, like how the cookie crumbles, everything but the kitchen sink, curiosity killed the cat, when it rains, it pours. Those all have a totally different meaning. And because our kids are usually so literal, they are usually confused by this type of language and conversation. Individuals with pragmatic language difficulties struggle to hold back and forth conversations and to use spoken language in appropriate ways along with inappropriate settings. Think about it. Social communication skills are such an important part of our human experience, allowing us to communicate and develop relationships with each other. You know, characteristically, children use language and make conversation in a unique and unusual way. And they certainly don't all learn and develop at the same level. Children with pragmatic language impairment will vary greatly in what they find difficult and their level of development. And they may or may not even be aware of their own difficulties in those situations. So some of the things that are common in autistic individuals when it comes to pragmatics are speaking either very loud or quieter than what is considered typical for us. Now, if you've been listening to me for a while or you know me, you know that we are considered the loud family. And I like to believe that that is a direct reflection of Jordan always being very loud. He's a very loud talker. He's a very fast talker from very early on. So ultimately, both his sister Maddie and I are constantly being reminded that we're talking loud. (laughs) We're used to it by now, and we just figure it's just part of our journey and our autism family traits. So another thing is when they might be repeating phrases or scripts from things that they have heard in a video or on TV or in a movie or saying the same things over and over, but completely out of context. This is commonly referred to as echolalia. And if you would like to learn more about that specifically, I did a really good episode uh, back in episode 25, what you might not know about echolalia. So if you haven't listened to that, I definitely recommend you go back and listen to that episode because I really dive deep into echolalia in that episode. Additionally, they often have a hard time recognizing um, the emotions of others, right? Like when someone is sad or angry, where we could say, is everything okay? You look like you are sad or you look like you're upset. They don't get that. They are very literal. And so when they don't understand what somebody's feeling, then they're not going to show up socially appropriate in that situation. Some other identifiers that we should look for would be when they are talking solely about their specific topic of interest. Are they able to identify the emotion of the other person in the conversation? Are they interested in what we're talking about? 
are they aware of, you know, like what the person they are talking with already knows about the topic of conversation? Or are they repeating things, not taking into account what that person already knows? Are they interrupting, speaking out of turn? We have a lot of that in our household. <laughs> now, so now that we've talked about what to look for and ways that you can help them grow in this area, I want to talk a little bit more about some of the strategies that you can use to support their pragmatic deficits. So some of those things are social stories and visual supports, right? They Those work really well for them. Work on things every day to help them build their skills in this area. You can do things like what's next, which in addition to their pragmatic skills also works on their executive functioning. So having them predict what's next in a story or when you're in the grocery store even. We've got our groceries. Now what do we need to do? We need to go to the checkout. Now what do we need to do? We need to load our groceries onto the conveyor belt. Or, you know, we're going to grandma's house. What is the first thing that you need to do? You need to put on your shoes. Do you need a coat? Okay, we, we need to go to the car. What do we do after we're in the car? We put our seatbelt on. You get it. You know, just anything that you can navigate so that they can tell you what's next. Also, playing any kind of back and forth game from throwing a ball to taking turns on a board game. Something else that we want to do. It's really important that we're giving clear and direct instructions without using nuances. We want to use more concrete language. So use truck when you're going in the truck or car when you're going in the car and realizing that they likely won't be able to infer meaning from what you say. So you need to be very specific, much more so than you probably would have to be with another child in your family. And look, I get it. I know that you are tired at the end of your day. I know that the last thing you want to do is sit down and break out the flashcards and start to practice some language. That is not what I'm suggesting. I just want you to work on it throughout your just normal daily activities. The more your child is exposed to certain skills, the more benefit they will gain in the end. You've heard me talk about how I talk out loud to Jordan in other episodes. This is a great way to help them with pragmatics. Narrating your day in a simple and to the point way. When you're driving, give them navigation along the way. All right, I'm turning left here. We're going to stop at the store and get gas. Just navigating along the way, talking out loud, asking them those WH questions. Why do you think that? What made you say that? What do you think she was thinking? Where should we put your jacket since winter is over? There are so many opportunities throughout our day that are speech opportunities, even in the smallest things. Ask questions. Have them elaborate on the things they say. Pragmatic language is critically important as a child for them to be able to communicate their wants and needs, but think about how important it is as an adult. 
It's necessary to communicate with our partners, our friends, our bosses, our coworkers, not to mention our medical professionals. So this is a skill set that's important to work on at a very young age. Now, before I close this episode, I want to say that having goals for pragmatic language on your child's IEP is so very important if they struggle in this area. They should be working with a speech and language pathologist from early on to help them not only build these skills, but to be able to retain what they learn by practicing them day in and day out in real life, everyday situations. So some examples of language and cognitive goals, you know, maybe using a range of gestures, right? For example, giving someone something, showing someone something, waving hello or goodbye, pointing at something for others to see. So they're using that, the gestures, the body language, initiating and maintaining conversations, super important. Staying on topic and adding in relevant information based on the subject. Recognizing and describing their emotions and the emotions of their peers or their teachers and their administrators. It's just so important that you focus on bridging the gap in pragmatic language deficits. It can make a huge difference in the way they're able to interact and navigate their world. I hope that this episode has brought you some insight and it was worth tuning in for you. Until next week, I wish all of you a wonderful week ahead. And please, if you're enjoying our podcast and benefiting from it week after week, I want to ask that you just take a minute, make sure you subscribe, share it. And above all, if you would just take a minute to write a review, we would greatly appreciate it. The only way this podcast continues to grow is when you share it and write reviews. We don't have any advertising dollars that go into growing our podcast. The only way it grows is from your reviews and when you share it. And the only way we became the number one podcast for moms just like you is from your reviews and your shares. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I am going to leave you today just like I do every single week. Above all, remember, you are doing amazing at this mom thing. Hey, so if you are loving what you are learning on the podcast, you really should check out our private membership. Our Not Your Average Autism Mom community is where we dive deeper into all of the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you can get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day when you learn to manage your mind. You will have access to all of our training and resources that you will need along your autism parenting journey. And you will develop relationships with other moms just like you, all raising a child with autism. It is my absolute favorite place to be. So head on over to the website at www.notyouraverageautismmom.com to get all the details. And please, if we're not open right now for new members, we only open a couple times a year. Be sure to join the wait list so that you'll be the first to know when we're going to open. I hope you do. I would love to work with you inside.